Yes, I do know what it stands for. Welcome. This is Awkward Club. You know me as Bobby. But moving forward, my name is BJ. Hi, how are you? Yes, I do know what it stands for. No, I don't care to hear it. Why did I change my name? Short story long, long story short, short story long incoming. My initials are BJ. And since I was little, like knee high to a grasshopper little, my granny called me BJ. This summer during a lot of processing, I had a light bulb moment. More to come about that. Listen closely and realize, yes, this is as fucked up as it sounds. The first person who loved me without any conditions of their love or expectations and accepted me as I was, was my granny. And to her, I was BJ. And as I learn more about who I am without the expectations of others. Oh, that's taken a lot of therapy in a lot of years, people. And I'm still not there, but uh, it's definitely as BJ. I have tried so many variations of my name to this point in life. Like every variation possible of my name and everything else. And it took me 36 years to realize that, of course... The one variation I hadn't tried. My granny picked it. And of course, granny is always right. Even if granny's wrong. She had the uncanny ability to give almost everyone in our family, and I mean almost everyone, their name they go by. Like, throughout their whole life, it is not their legal name. It is the name my granny called them. I can name, without even thinking about it, five people. And I know there's more than that because my dad and I talked about it the other day. And my granny gave them all of their nicknames. Are you sensing a theme that she was the boss? Because she was the boss. Thank you, granny, for giving me the name to help me find me. I am BJ. Talking about me. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, in March, when Braytag passed away, I kind of fell apart. Like, fell apart. It was the start of four months of hell and another four months to claw myself back. Braytac, my dude, you were a cat. I didn't know you were a muse. I just thought you were a persticity, cranky kitty. Turns out you were a muse. And with you went my creativity. And then things went to hell. Another member of our household had to be hospitalized. And, uh, I did not handle it well. It was not fun times. That month started the downward spiral of doom. 
I probably should have been in an outpatient program where I was daily talking to a therapist and working on things for like maybe 14 days. But I didn't. I went to therapy weekly and uh, it was not fun times. Not fun times. And things just kept spiraling. (laughs) I wasn't in danger. Just something was horribly off. Like I wasn't going to hurt myself, but like I was to that point where existing hurt. If you've been there, you know it's not fun times. So, you know, I finally called a psychiatrist seven or eight weeks into the spiral of doom because even though I've lived with mental illness for all my life, I'm always optimistic that I will come out of it on my own. Yeah, that very rarely works out for me. But I also don't want to be somebody who cries wolf at the first sign of something being off. And then she's extra on top of her issues. Like, it's it's just not. When you worry about coming off as too pushy to your doctors about trying to treat your mental illness. Like, it's too much. Thanks, anxiety. So I, I got an appointment. It was two weeks later. So we're now fully two months and some change into this spiral. It's not good times. Not good times. And I start telling her what's going on. And I start crying. It was the first, no, maybe the second time I've cried in a psychiatrist appointment. I think I may have cried in one in the very beginning. Like the Most other times I can pull myself together. But it was no. And it was, on top of all that, it was a new practitioner because uh, my previous one that I had been seeing for like two and a half years left the practice and I was going to follow her, but her new practice doesn't take my insurance. So, yeah. So this lady is not only getting a great picture of my mental health, but uh, like full on sobbing about how I can't function. I was like, the schizoaffective symptoms are under control. Like I'm not manic, but my spending, I'm just like, literally I see it. I buy like that. I can't, it's like shiny goblin brain and I can't even basic life function my house I'm like squirrel squirrel all the time I'm underselling how upset I was right now and how I was describing this how I couldn't finish loading the dishwasher without doing 50 other things and then forget it like and she's just like have you ever been on ADHD medication and I'm like Yeah, until I was a teenager, and then I took myself off of it because, you know, I'm a teenager, and I know best. And then when I came to this practice like two and a half years ago, 
I tried to get on it. And they were so worried about mania that they wouldn't prescribe it. She's like, um, we're going to try a really, really low dose and on extended release. Because I think you're going to end up in the hospital if we don't. Like, we're not where Mania is still definitely a concern, but you're not functioning. I'm like, no, I'm not. She's also saying this in much nicer ways while looking terrified at my inability to function. Like, this grown adult woman sobbing. She's like, we're going to check up in two weeks. Oh, and I'm retiring, so you're going to see a new practitioner. And I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. So 14 days later, I saw a different practitioner with no mania and successfully functioning in life again. I would like my brain to not need special cocktails to function, or maybe just not as many special cocktails to function like you're a very expensive brain very special now the problem is remembering to take it every morning how can i remember to take it every morning because by this point i've slept and the squirrels are back I have a well-established nighttime routine that is so well-established that it is second nature that I do it. It starts with kitty litter cleanup, wet food for the cats, my medicine, and then going to bed. And come around the time we go to bed every night, my little greedy goblins are like, Clean my box and give me my wet food. And it has to be done in that order. If you try to give them their wet food without cleaning their box, they will not take it. They will not have it. I'm like, what? I really have to go clean the box before I can give you the wet food? And if you clean the box at any other time in the day, you must give wet food. They associate cleaning the box with wet food. Weird tangent over. I'm sorry. The babies, as they will forever be known. Darby and Moxley are their actual names. A Pavlovian affected themselves and me. Whatever. The, the dog and the drool thing. Tangent over. If you have tips on how to make a morning routine second nature... Send them my way on Twitter. At BJ is awkward. I did great taking the meds for seven weeks. And then I got super sick. It wasn't COVID. I was tested twice. And somehow lost my morning mojo. Like, literally. The whole, like, the whole thing and all the progress I had made morning mojo-wise. I got so sick that I basically slept for 10 days straight. And... It was all gone, and I'm struggling to get it back. Also, I have been consistently taking my medicine for four days. Other than that, it had been since I got sick, remembering here and there, and I am not a person to not be med compliant. Be med compliant, people. We totally realized 
I was like, what? Something's off. But I didn't even, it didn't even register that I was missing that medicine because I haven't set in stone morning medicine before. So like I wasn't realizing I wasn't taking it and the squirrels and ADHD is a mindfuck, you guys. Such a mindfuck. Like, and I've had it forever, but like since the panini hit, it has gotten a million times worse. Like all the coping skills that I had that were holding me together went kablooey. And I have no coping skills whatsoever. Like I don't know where they went. I don't know how to get them back without medication. It is awful. Somehow have to get this morning routine so set in stone that it becomes second nature like my nighttime routine. Though, I was taking it often enough. Or maybe it was just me getting some of my life skill mojo back. I got my house back to not company ready, but like a manageable tidy for me. Like where I like to keep my house. It has not been that since the panini started. Like there would be bits and pieces where it would be tidy again, but like it never was to the point where I could easily keep it tidy. Just like the weight of the world has been crushing in. And I don't know if it's because it's, I don't know if it's because it's the new regular are the constant barrage of anxiety and my body is just like, well, we have to function here now. This is the world. But like I'm beginning to be able to function again. I don't, I don't know if it's just the medicine or just the state of the world or any of that makes sense. But my house is tiny. You can probably also tell I'm feeling creative again, which is so nice because I'm a creative person by nature. Like if you follow me on Instagram, at BJ is awkward. You see how much creativity goes into the way I style my clothes, the way I decorate my house. Like the way I do things in life is very creative and outside of the box. I like creating podcasts. I like creating YouTube. Also, BJ is awkward on YouTube. It brings me some kind of joy to create. I mean, I have been creating on the internet since 2004 in some way, shape, or form. I am so glad to be feeling creative again and feeling like myself. Is it the ADHD medication? Is it my body just realizing that this is the new normal and we're going to have to function at this level of anxiety and barrage of constant fight or flight. Awkward Club is an outlet that I'm excited to see where it goes in the next bit. Thanks for listening and see you next time.